Okay, here we go again. I don't know what that was, but for some reason we were temporarily shut down and the broadcasting software rebooted. Uh, no big deal. We are back online. Today is 12-27-2023. We're still in the window of the prophecy from the predictive programming of Leave the World Behind, so if you have your fingers crossed, if you're doom-hoping for some kind of a mushroom cloud event, uh, there's still time. There's still time. I would say until the 31st, and then you can give up Doom Hope and hope the next thing, the next current thing, is more compelling. But the buildup is pretty much there, if, in my opinion. It's time. Uh, let me go ahead and send out a notification via text as well. We'll get a bigger crowd here. And in a few minutes, I'll open up phones and we'll take calls starting at about half an hour on any topics. Okay, you're going to get a text alert here if you're on the list. So much to talk about, uh, more swattings, fake swattings. You know, it, really, you don't even have to s speculate. You know, we know what's going on. It's just a way to get attention. Getting groped during a Broadway play, vaping, and getting groped in front of children, watching Beetlejuice, isn't enough to get attention. These days, you got to get swatted. All right, let's see who is here. Yeah, we have Bayonet. Thanks for the sound update. If you didn't know, we had low volume, and a number of people let me know, so I fixed it. I believe I fixed it, and maybe you can let me know if it sounds better, but it's certainly going to be louder on all the replays as well. Uh, thank you, Multi-C-Zero-Dagger. He says, all the best in 2024. Yep, uh, the 2024 is going to be a monster, according to Donald Trump. And all they're doing by throwing stuff at Donald Trump is making him appear invincible, which is all by design. And I was just listening to a podcast about how he's probably the Antichrist, and more and more people are talking about it, which has me believe that this narrative is actually, by design, in, intentionally being put out there. And something else, too. The very first example you can find of predictive programming involving Trump would be tracked down from 1958, the episode End of the World, where he rolls into town to protect the townspeople from a cosmic threat. And at the time, when this bit of predictive programming came out, originally I was like, look, this is about build the wall, illegal aliens, and of course, Space Force. And they start bringing up this alien invasion stuff. Well, now the alien invasion stuff is getting even more intense. And the aliens are now dark and scary. They've taken xenophobia to a whole new level on the right, and Tucker Carlson's really been hyping this up. But it's just notable here that the earliest example of Trump predictive programming actually has some foreshadowing of a cosmic threat. Joined by Into the Beyond, John Francis 2.0, P Tripa 103, G33, Jamitra 101, Frank Murr, Copesthetic, Jungle Jim, Diana South from DLive, and Plain Decoded, Reverse History. Okay, seems like everyone's rolling in. Mom with Sons from Twitch, Jungle Dim, Jim, uh, and also. Phones are going to be open here in about 15 minutes, but if you want to join me on Skype, I just added uh, Lynn a little while ago. You just go to Infinite Plane Radio and add me as a Skype friend. I'm going to continue to discuss a lot of the things that we were getting into yesterday. We didn't get through all of the notes, uh, not by a long shot, which is fine. And when we're fully operational here, I'll be live most mornings as well. I usually am, but lately I've been busy with the books. I think we dropped off about 12 packages today. 
I don't have any more copies of Autohooksology 101 in stock. In fact, they're going to be showing up in about a week. I've already ordered the next batch. And this book is the ammunition that we need to create the rift that we're going to be creating. Brandon says Doomhoper. Yeah, Doomhope is a thing. And the people who want the world to end see it as the other side's end. And they get to decide what happens next. And each side is pretty much living in the end times. Joined by A. Garcia. Uh, yeah, we have 900 subs on this channel, which is remarkable. And this channel is just here so I can hang on to that space, that name, Infinite Plane Society. Okay, a couple of people have said that the volume has improved. Good, good. Elephant Tusk says, auto-hoax the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, at this point, what, what isn't open to skepticism? You know, to me, it, it's all fair to question. And I've been pointing out for a few years now that the question mark itself is slated for destruction. They're going to take it off your keyboards, probably by force. You're going to have to turn in your question marks before you ever have to turn in your guns. And when they put out that Batman movie and the Riddler's symbol was the question mark and he was like a right-wing nutcase online, I was like, yeah, they're demonizing the question mark. And it makes perfect sense. Why would you need to ask questions when they provide all the answers? They give you the answers. If you're asking a question, it means you don't trust them. It's a sign of bad faith. You shouldn't have question marks. All right, joined by Nicotromus, Mazel, Jesus Cow, JC. Okay, good. Great. We have a good crowd here. Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, if you're looking at the screen, I have actually a picture of a stack of Autohooksology 101. And the mission behind this book is, is what I wrote about this morning. And when I say mission, it really is. Uh, we are, you could say almost a separatist uh, faction of the truther movement because the truther movement is really part of mainstream media. It's part of their ecosystem. It's like their heel. It's their straw man. And so many people just put on that straw man costume and take the beating. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not falling for any of their tricks, their truther bait. But it's big business. A lot of big business truthers on Twitter spamming out-of-context factoids, reducing it to trivia, putting truth into a, a wood chipper. Like, I understand putting fake news in the wood chipper, but out of this, you should be able to arrive at some objective framework, but no, it's all just destruction, liquefaction, an active measure, an attack on any free thinkers, obviously. All right, let's see here. Uh, Geometria says, no more cues or question marks. Yeah, at first I said question marks, but they may even remove the cues as well. Oswaldo says, truther boofers. Yeah, and the truther boofers with their mentanol-laced red pills will truthy you if you're not careful. Watch what they put in your drinks. And a truthy is really just a logical fallacy, a loaded question, a smuggled premise to get you to accept something. And they all do. They're just as bad as the mainstream media propagandists. But they're like freelance. Not even freelance. They're just volunteer propagandists because they think they have the right side. Because the media is a liar. So they're like, oh, well, we'll just take the other side and be the truthers. Well, you didn't know that the liars wrote the truth that the truthers carry around. Um, and you can debate on any point on this, but we've been proven right again and again. 
thank you again, uh, Multi Zero, uh, zero dag Dagger and others who've been maintaining the levels of fuel in our think tank. It's not electric. It runs on a few things. Troll Tears. And we do use those also to grease the skids, to grease the tracks. All right, let's go through my notes here. A CBS Heritage predicts in 2024 the U.S. may have a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict, pointing to ongoing wars and U.S. division as factors, creating a fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran to take advantage of. It's some face the nation. And I guess the only thing I'd want to point out here is that if they're national security experts are having a difficult time predicting where the threats are coming from, I would highly recommend watching Netflix. Binge watch Netflix, binge watch Amazon, and you'll have a pretty good idea of what's coming around the corner. I was able to predict ground zero for the pandemic in Seattle you know, a week before by watching Colony, season three, episode 11, clued us in. Even gave us a clue about the future Chazistan. So I'm just saying, if the national security experts need to pay more attention to the predictive programming. A scientist fear zombie disease could spread to humans after first ever case of the fatal brain virus that makes animals drool and unafraid of humans was detected in Yellowstone National Park. So this zombie deer virus, in all likelihood, is a tie-in to leave the world behind. I mean, look, Tesla cars being recalled, cyber infrastructure hacked by China, uh, blackouts in San Francisco, New York, and then you have zombie deer virus. Well, in the movie, the deer would approach the character who represented Greta, Rose. And I wanted to get into this character, because there's a, there's a story. I, I think I've decoded the real ultimate meaning behind Leave the World Behind. I think it's about the next phase. Um, when they begin herding people into the underground bases. We'll get into that. But if you look at Leave the World Behind, the poster has a deer on the front that looks like it has zombie uh, zombie virus not as scary as cocaine bear if any of you have seen that great movie no predictive programming value but most well maybe it does actually can't rule it out all right let's roll forward here just catching up on notes from yesterday by the way press passes have gone out new press passes and we're going to be activating our reporters very soon, as in 2024. We're actually a little ahead of schedule. I thought it was going to take until late January or February to get a court date. We have a court date set up. IPS, we are suing Google, YouTube, and that court date comes up in May, May the 13th, in fact. So just mark your calendars. I'm probably going to go to California. They're almost insistent that we do it remotely, but I'm 100% about to go out there because I think I can make uh, more of an impact in person, and it's a very special case. I need to bring to them in person a stack of FBI reports filed over the last five years. Angst G says it's hard to stomach the propaganda that comes out of Netflix. Yes, and it is propaganda. It's derived from someone related to, I mean, the founders of Netflix, co-founder, first CEO. Um, just straight from Freud and Edward Bernays. I guess they had a kid or something. Not literally, but there, there's a there's a lineage there. I think the first 
CEO and co-founder is the nephew of Edward Bernays. And of course, the Sigmund Freud connection speaks for itself. So it's all propaganda. And if you look at it as such, and you enjoy propaganda analysis, there's a lot uh, to enjoy about Netflix and Amazon. I'd say this, though. Amazon is more decidedly anti-white. Like, it's pretty racist. And, it, and it's pretty much against, I guess you would say, cis-white hetero-male types. Um, that's, that's like their main target. It's their punching bag. Uh, Netflix is more about condemning capitalism, freedom, toxic masculinity, which I guess would be the cis male hetero thing they're always attacking. They have these straw men that they attack. They're highly politicized, like everything else. But there's some entertainment value in there. In fact, I would say that programming is the primary purpose of all of the entertainment that the entertainment is just a side effect, but it's primarily programming. And I think a lot of it is subconscious. Like you're watching something, you're hypnotized, you're just downloading is what's happening. You're downloading it into your frame of reference. You're putting things into the realm of possibility from your perspective that aren't actually even possible. And here we are in our decentralized FEMA camps, our own prison wardens doing our own brainwashing waterboarding ourselves even. That was happening in 2020. Uh, there were some maskies that were masking in the shower, which is tantamount to waterboarding, where you put a cloth on the face and you dump water on the face, which makes perfect sense if you consider how everyone was a terrorist in 2020, until proven otherwise, until tested. Jamitra 101 says, I think Hoover Dam is on the menu. Oh yeah, uh, Hoover Dam was actually a point of interest when we were analyzing all of the series HBO, Netflix, and Amazon that hinted at the end of the West. You know, West Eros burning, Westworld, and uh, there was Stranger Things had something similar. All the same theme, though. Nuclear winter was a big part of it. But the Westworld thing specifically had a Hoover Dam tie-in, which was interesting because there was an explosion on Hoover Dam the day after that season premiered. And then we were looking into the Transformers movie that has everything to do with some black cube computer beneath the Hoover Dam that contains the, uh, what is it, the souls of fallen angels or the Decepticons. Anyway, the Hoover Dam is a very interesting piece of the puzzle. And I think there's a $50 bill uh, thing you can do. We fold it up and it shows you what's going to happen next. Like the $20 bill tells you 9-11. But I'm pretty sure the 50 points at Hoover Dam. And the $100 bill shows you a space needle with an EMP above it, which is fascinating because if you look at the space needle and the EMP stuff, there's quite a lot there. Like you had that museum performance place near the Space Needle that was called EMP. I think they renamed it. Uh, but the, the $100 bill is an interesting little piece there because you had this thing called the Century Project where they... Yeah, it's called the Museum of Pop Culture, but it was previously called the EMP, the Experience Music Project, as an electromagnetic pulse. But the $100 bill and the Space Needle has a few connections to movies that foreshadow resets and destruction happening in Seattle. Like Sonic the Hedgehog, there's a scene where he's running through town, causes floods by throwing bombs into the gutters, and he jumps out of the Space Needle, and he's paid in $100 bills, but it's Seattle. Or Free Guy, the guy who hits the reset button on the city is wearing a $100 bill and a shirt. Very consistent theme. 
I don't want to get too sidetracked yet. Project Honda Rod says, still waiting for the Sharknado. Hey, there was Firenados on the news the same week that Geostorm came out on Redbox. And I was still using Redbox to analyze concurrent programming. And I turn it on, and it's Firenados, because the space station had a virus. And at this in this movie, in the future, the space station is going to control our weather. Well, there was, like, Firenados. And then all of a sudden, in California, there were Firenados. And the news media is like, yeah, it's a new phenomenon. This is from climate chaos. Thanks, Republicans. Fossil fuel burners. You're, you're basically making Gaia so mad that she's manifesting these new and novel forms of climate chaos. Sharknados are on the menu. Probably. You're a climate change denialist. And one more thing about this. Someone asked me if I believe in geoengineering, and I do. Geoengineering is real, but it has two different definitions. To the left, geoengineering is how they counter climate change. They actually call it geoengineering, or climate change remediation. So it's not even a conspiracy theory to say that they're doing geoengineering. A lot of people who look at the chemtrail thing will say, okay, if chemtrails are fake, they're doing geoengineering. But they haven't looked into it. Because if you actually look into geoengineering, I'm sorry, but it's a, it's a branch of the, the climate change hoax. So what they're doing, and I thought this from the very beginning, I thought, you know what, the reason why they're pushing chemtrail and geoengineering is because they want both sides to accept the premise that man is causing climate change. So here you go. Geoengineering is large-scale intervention to counteract climate change. So, again, if you're going to say that geoengineering is a thing, you're right. But, geo, no, Anx G says cloud seeding is geoengineering. Uh, that's what I mean. There's two different definitions. So, to the left, it's climate change remediation. But to conspiracy theorists, it's secret ways of manipulating the weather that gets misconstrued as climate change. You see, it's a Jedi mind trick. So who's right? If you're going to talk about geoengineering, let's just say in a public forum, whose definition are they going to use? The definition of the chemtrail believers who think that it's some kind of nefarious technology for manipulating the weather? Or are they going to go with the Greta's who say, yeah, geoengineering is a wide range of, geo of, of techniques for removing carbon dioxide for solar radiation management because that's what they're talking about you can find a lot of examples of this but what I'm pointing out here is that I don't believe in climate change I don't believe that it's a real thing but they need you to accept the premise and I don't believe in geoengineering as in I don't believe that they're actually combating something that doesn't exist although these techniques may exist but what I'm pointing out here is that it's like a loaded question where they get you to accept a smuggled premise without even realizing it. So my point is, don't get tricked into accepting the premise of anthropogenic global warming because they'll get you to be on Team Greta without even really knowing what you acquiesce to. It's very tricky. And that's pretty much how they get most people. You know, it's a it's a it's a alternate reality game and they use tricks Optical illusions, sleight of mind, logical fallacies. Elephant Tusk says, Your conscious mind can dismiss it, but the subconscious absorbs it like a sponge. Precisely. That's been my take on it. I think the hint is given in Clockwork Orange, 
Stanley Kubrick, where his eyes are pried open, that it doesn't even matter if you're consciously aware or not. It's better that you're not even paying attention. Because I think that the programming is just absorbed passively. And when I say the pro programming, what I mean is your total experience, your lived experience, is being augmented by whatever you're processing through the screen, but it's all going to the same place. So your frame of reference is not just what you physically live, but what your mentally, your mental concept, your internalized concept of the world is also giving to you. And I think that this is where they're able to insert a lot of things into your world that don't really exist. Where you become a believer by osmosis, well, you never even thought to question it because it's always been part of your frame of reference and it's always being reinforced. How many times a day do you see a spinning ball, a globe? How many times, um, how many video games, how many movies repeat the same things? I mean, it's so redundant for a reason. Isabel Ann says the subconscious doesn't know the difference between real or fake. Precisely. So it wouldn't matter as long as you're absorbing it. And this is why I say there's no meaningful distinction to be made between the news media and the entertainment media. Because they're both giving you the same stories. And they overlap. And these days, they barely even hide it. And I've, I've said, not even being hyperbolic, that if you want to know what's happening on the news tomorrow, watch Netflix. And the security, national security agencies and anybody who's trying to figure out what the big threats are, they would do well to pay attention to the programming because it follows. And it's not a coincidence that life follows or life imitates psyops. Alright, let me go through my notes. Charlie Sheen's Buddhist neighbor, Electra Schrock, that's her name, Electra Schrock, pleads not guilty to strangling him at his apartment. And he's quite fearful because the tussle ruptured stitches on his body. So the person who posted this in our server just noted that Electra Schrock is 47 and strangled him. So there's another 47 and neck connection. Interesting. Salty Siren says audio is great. Okay, thanks. I'm glad that people were letting me know because I did a little research and I found that there's a, a default setting that you have to go in and fix. John Naylor posted this meme. This one's pretty good. Weapons of mass deception. Because people say, well, why would they fake it? Why would they lie? Which is a completely naive question. But people ask it. Like, it's actually an argument from incredulity. Like, I cannot imagine why they would lie. Therefore, it's preposterous to assert that they would lie. People stand by that. I find that hard to believe, so it's not true. Um, it doesn't work that way. Sorry. You know, reality doesn't care all that much about your feelings. But he, people say, why? Why would they lie? Why would they fake nukes? It doesn't take a whole lot of thought to figure out the why. But for people who don't get the meaning behind or the advantage to hiding or faking a nuke, uh, my take on it was they destroyed objective reality and they used media to put us into a world stage. They put us into a simulation into a global circular firing squad slash hostage situation. We're all basically being held hostage by a bunch of dictators with buttons that they can push and destroy the world, ignite the atmosphere and all that. But why would they want you to believe it? For the same reason that they use religious 
themes, uh, terrors of gods and superstitions to control people's minds, people who are a little more, um, I guess, traditional in their frames of reference, but for the modern mind, the old gods don't terrify them the same way. So they bring new gods, uh, new things, new apocalypse scenarios. So why would they fake nukes? This meme here says, have you considered the possibility that nuclear weapons don't really exist? And what you're seeing is 500 tons of TNT being set off to cause the mushroom cloud. If true, then we've been manipulated by governments in order to keep us in a state of stasis. To keep us from uprising against despot governments. But the point of it here is, if it's true, well, it was manipulation by governments, plural. And that was the main thing. And I think this was even hinted at in newsbenders when they said they started the simulated bent news, writing the news five years in advance when they came out with the atomic bomb. And it's interesting, too, because it's like the Truman Show. We talk about the movie The Truman Show, but it's President Truman who presided over that. And I really think that we entered into a movie-based reality, an actor-driven reality, a scripted reality, when everyone agreed to be on the same sheet with regard to this new god. Then 75 years later, we get Convid, which is the same thing. Ground Zero, Seattle, the globe shuts down, and we're all on the same sheet, there's a new god. And we all need to regulate accordingly. Only this one has even more implications and ramifications, because this one spreads through misinformation as much as through physical super-spreaders, whereas the nuke is really just in the hands of whoever controls this place. So now everybody is a potential ground zero. Everybody is a walking uh, dirty bomb, basically, is what you are. But I look at these events as resets. Get everybody on the same sheet. Alright, continuing. Elephant Tusk says, your inner world becomes your outer world. Absolutely. Jay Digg says, that's the plot of Neil Gaiman's American Gods. People don't believe in the old gods anymore, so the new gods are stronger. Yeah, precisely. And these are just as made up, just as fabricated, but they serve a certain role in the big infrastructure. They need you to fear this powerful storm god, the flood god, who will flood you if you don't change your behaviors. And it's interesting how both sides can decide how they're going to take it. For example, the left will say, well, the flood's coming because the right is using fossil fuels and capitalism, so the Gaia is going to punish us. And the left will say, no, 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 um, God's punishing us with the floods because the left are a bunch of heathens and sinners. So they both agree that we're going to be punished by this construct, their ultimate construct. One calls it God, one calls it Gaia. But these are the same. They're actually the same. But there is a thing here. There is a replacement religion going on, a replacement theology, and it's transhumanism, scientism, it's new age cosmism. Russian cosmism really set the stage so the Russian space pioneers were just as immersed in the occult as Jack Parsons. In fact, you can find in the origins of space communism and Russian cosmism, you could find theosophy right there. Old school New Ageism, the, new, the ones who said that it was time to you know, bring about this 
transition externally and they started setting the template so these are old concepts but this new age thing has always been tied to outer space they've and, and the reason why is that they've replaced the archaic concept of heaven with a scientific one just like uh, no one believe no one on the left believes in the devil but they believe in covid they don't believe in sin but they believe in virus well uh, it, it's pretty much a parallel tool if you look at it objectively this one's holy water this one uses hand sanitizer this one wears a burqa this one wears ppe you're you're talking about the priesthood deciding who's saved and who's not saved all based on how you've been quarantined against the invisible contaminant whether it's sin or whether it's virus and it allows the priesthood to regulate people and quarantine them and divide people accordingly and this is again a new religious paradigm where they've updated archaic concepts so the nuke is for all intents and purposes just another apocalypse doomsday scenario to replace the more traditional ones. Alright, uh, continuing here. I'm going to go through my minds.com and see if we can catch up on everything we missed yesterday. Uh, Tucker Carlson has really been pushing the aliens theme of, of aliens being demonic. And a few people have asked him for clarification and he, he did offer some. And it seems like he's slightly trying to walk it back that he has specific knowledge but he makes it clear that everybody knows that there's a spiritual component to it that is disturbing. He even suggests that the Vatican Observatory's purpose is to watch for space aliens, but he talks about them being here for thousands of years, and the truth is wilder than any psyop. This is you know Tucker Carlson uh, hyping up this thing. Let me play this. Again, people in the U.S. government have knowledge that's very, very disturbing. It's just interesting how they've gone from this hinting at alien disclosure to now saying definitively that these things are demons. And this is only coming from the right. And just like with everything else, aliens are the left wing's angels. And the right is not going to like the angels that the left wing uh, venerates. They're going to want to shoot the angels or the aliens. They're going to go to war with the aliens. The right wing is already putting targets on aliens. So this is, again, next level xenophobia, but it's also part of making this clear distinction between those who embrace the new space religion and those who cling to the traditional faiths. For UFO transparency, and you made a comment um, very recently, which has gotten a lot of attention in the UFO world, that you've learned things that have made you afraid. And I've seen, uh, there's been a lot of I think right-minded skepticism, not even just from uh, not even just from people who are more establishment-minded, others who are like, well, if the government is quote-unquote acknowledging UFOs, then that's how I know that it's not real. So you seem to be a right. believer. You've spoken with Dave Grush. I've met him as well. He seems like a, a very... Uh, he He's referring to the interview where Tucker and the interviewer both agreed that the truth is too dark to tell their wives. And again, he's a journalist, but he's not telling us, and a lot of people felt kind of annoyed by that. So here's Tucker clarifying. Um, well, everything's government psyop, including UFOs, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that doesn't mean that there aren't UFOs. Uh -huh. um, and I think I know the comment you're referring to is on Clayton Morris, is an old friend of mine called Clayton Morris's podcast, a great guy, really interested in this topic. And and I said that there are things that I don't want to talk about, and I, as usual, didn't fully explain myself. If I yeah, he said that he didn't want to talk about it because it was too dark, too disturbing. He didn't want his wife to know. 
So they threw a lot of insinuation out there, which left a lot of people thinking that these aliens are demons. But he does go on here to maintain that the aliens are working with our government. If I had, you know, verifiable facts about this phenomenon, I would immediately put them on the air because I'm committed to that completely because my whole life is about that. So um, I should have said more clearly, I, I can't be certain. This is just what I believe based on, you know, talking to an awful lot of people about this, some of whom I trust a lot, some of whom I trust sort of. I mean, you're trying to piece it together from lots of different places, but um, no, they're, they're, this, these are my views, okay? They can't be proven. Uh, but they're... These are my views that can't be proven. Some, you know, again, that's, at least he's being honest about it, but it's a lot of insinuation. There's no real facts he can point to. It comes down to everybody knows these things have been seen for hundreds of years, but he does clearly make the point that these are not from outer space, but if anything, they've already been here and that that part of it is most disturbing. Let me play a little, little more. While I hate any kind of government secrecy, and if I could prove any of this, I would say it immediately, consequences be damned, I do sort of understand why they don't want to let this stuff out. It's not about, oh, we've got fragments of one of these crafts at a Lockheed you know, facility in California, and we have biologics from the craft. You know, everyone knows that that's likely true. Everyone knows it's true that we have stuff in Nevada. No, I, I don't know that. This is, what is this, a Mandela effect? Everybody knows. This is not an argument in favor of whatever he's advancing here. Everybody knows. No, I don't know. I'm not part of everybody, I guess. Whenever they say everybody knows, I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but I feel a little bad raising my hand to get called out for going against the grain. But no, I don't know. What I do know is that the U.S. Air Force had special agents creating UFO mythology and feeding it to conspiracy theorists in order to disinform them, to set them on the wrong path and make them ridiculable to help conceal any real information they might have about experimental craft. And this is a fact. There's a documentary called Mirage Men. The whole UFO abduction, getting probed in the sky, all fake. Invented by the Air Force. A huge joke. So to say that we all know it doesn't work for me. And it is interesting that the Roswell crash was in Corona Field. I went out and I visited Corona Field after they declared a lockdown. And prior to that, a year prior, Marjorie Cameron, who was the priestess in that little uh, ritual with Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard, uh, she actually claimed to have seen a, something come down from the sky in 1946. Okay, let's play a few more seconds. This is Tucker Carlson on UFO and how, how the UFOs are working with the government and the truth of it is very, very disturbing. Well, it's certainly true that they have the, you know, pieces of this stuff. Yep. But I think it's likely that it's, it's, it's darker than that and that the U.S. government is, I said the U.S. government, people in the U.S. government, not the U.S. government, but, you know, there are parts, it's a vast, it's the largest human organization in history. Parts of it, you know, have knowledge that is very, very disturbing. And um, I personally think, strongly think, um, that there's a spiritual component to this. Now, you get spiritual and disturbing. More of that, more of that. So where is this going? Because it's definitely snowballing. They're definitely making this a thing. That I don't understand and will not pretend to understand, um, but I think it's very clear that there's a spiritual component to this. That's one of the reasons the Vatican, and I'm, again, I'm not Catholic, but has been involved in this for over 100 years as an observatory. So the Vatican has been 
looking for space Winnebago's since, what, 1920? I know they have an observatory, which makes sense anyway um, for a few reasons, but I don't think it has anything to do with spotting UFOs. But a few more seconds here. Again, this is Tucker Carlson on Breaking Points. Et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious that these are not men from Mars. That, I think that was a PSYOP, because I think the truth is a little bit wilder and has deeper implications just that. There you go. So they're not men from Mars. They're already here. All right, continuing. Going through my feed here. If you follow me, it's IPS Insider. Lots of interesting stuff happening right now with this Donald Trump story unfolding. We have Nikki Haley doing the Baphomet. And we have Ye apologizing in Hebrew for his anti-Semitic rants. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that he's got an album coming out very soon. But how can he be anti-Semitic? Didn't he say that blacks are Jews? That was his original excuse. And then he started claiming Native American. So I, I, I assume Native Americans are Jews. Okay, continuing. War on Christmas. I had missed this. Uh, Pro-Hamas activists chanted, Christmas is canceled and threw fake blood on the nativity scene. Yeah, the fake blood thing was kind of interesting because they put some fake blood on the steps in front of the Lincoln Memorial on the same day of that shooting in Prague where there was blood on these iconic marble steps. And that was because of a sniper. So if you connect it, sniper, blood on the steps, Lincoln, Civil War, all these references to Trump, it's coming pretty clear. There's a picture emerging. Someone here compared us to Cheers, Elephant Tusks. IPS is like the Cheers of online communities. Everybody knows your name. Yeah, we have been here for some time. And people tend to stand out for their comments after a while. You know, you can really, I think, express a great deal of, of idiosyncrasy and individuality through comments. I mean, trolls do have personas. And this is why it's such a travesty that they thoughtlessly destroy channels and delete videos. Because even if you don't like the video, even if you don't like what people are saying on these channels, there's comments that future anthropologists may want to look at like, it's really disturbing that they just thoughtlessly d delete billions and billions of comments as though they have no value whatsoever. All right, let's continue through these swattings. A brief history of swattings. We have a few things to look at here. It's been the last few days. In fact, somebody had predicted that, I think they said um, MTG would show up, and she got, I think she got hit three times. But I also want to continue to discuss how the right wing is now talking about these dark demons and aliens and how this alien phobia follows in the wake of Trump talking about illegal aliens poisoning our nation's blood. And presumably they're also dark. So there's like, there's a theme here. And it could just be a theme. It could be a way of putting in some primal fear of the other and on a deeper level, you know, invasion fears. I mean, is there anything that they talk about that isn't coming from a place of, you should fear this, you should fear that? Again, Sticks, Hex, and Hammer, my home was swatted earlier. 
So you better not speak the truth. Somebody might have you swatted. And the left is terrified of Trump. He did one of these, what do you call them? It, it's a tweet where it takes all of the most common words that you used and it puts them on a single page and it makes them, it makes the, the word emphasize according to how often you've used it. So in this case, if you look at a general view of Donald Trump and what he's said over the last year, uh, you got revenge, power, dictator, you have restoration, fame, chaos, control. And he's shared this proudly. It's probably going to be on a t-shirt very soon. Okay, let's see what else we have here. Yeah, look, the swatting has got to be faked. We, we have to investigate these things. I don't believe any of them. They all fake it. It's just a way to get attention and clicks. But somebody needs to call them out. And ever since Gavin McGinnis was called out for faking it, I, I just think that you know none of them have any kind of credibility with me. A Spirit Jordak said that New Year's is a date to watch. It will be 1-2-3-1-2-3. Rose from o the Obama movie goes into a bunker made by Commodus, this Roman emperor who died on 12-3-1. Leave the World Behind is an anagram for Behold War Evil the End. Yeah, let's get into this anagram thing with Leave the World Behind. We were both talking about this. And I actually think it makes more sense if you go Behold the End War live. And let me explain, because the, the character Rose, who the author even admits is based on Greta, and I called that out before, she's the one who leaves the world behind. She obeys NASA. You have the two characters, the Obey shirt, the NASA shirt, and she's wearing this NASA shirt, Leave the World Behind. She's being compared to Donnie Darko. But also, Donnie Darko is an Alice in Wonderland uh, movie. Like, there's a few things that connect it. The rabbit says you're running out of time, and she's napping out in the forest. Well, in Donnie Darko, he's napping, like, on a golf course. And then Frank, the rabbit, says you're running out of time and says how many days he has left. So this theme, though, with the rabbit and Alice in Wonderland and Donnie Darko. It's tied to this Rose character. And before the world ends, she really wants to see how Friends ends. She wants to see the last episode of the final season of Friends. And she ends up going into a bunker, like Alice going into a tunnel. And there, she's able to presumably behold the end war live, because she gets there into the bunker before the nuke. So she leaves the world behind to behold the end war live. And she kept saying, I want to see how it ends. But anyway, behold the end war live is an anagram for leave the world behind. Interestingly, how it ends is a movie that was released on 7-13, which I'll get into why it's an important date. But this is a movie about how it all ends. Netflix added this new speculative fiction to their collection of original productions, how it ends follows two men as they attempt to make their way from Chicago to Seattle to save Tom's daughter in the wake of an event that obliterated the power grid and plunged the country into chaos. So you have chaos and a blackout in Seattle, the Space Needle Falls, How It Ends. Uh, how It Ends was released on a 7-13, which is a very famous date because there's two blackouts, one in 1979 
and one in uh, 2019. These these blackouts that were, I guess one of them was the the first one actually. The blackout was when the son of Sam was uh, active. But anyway, these two blackouts were on 42nd Street, 1977 and 2019, and they put the city into darkness for three days, and there was a lot of chaos. And the last one, they specified and they said that it was coincidentally the same night and it hit the same areas. Again, New York City blackout of 1977, July 13th. So that date, July 13th, though, stands out pretty strongly for a few reasons, but there's these this blackout theme associated with it. But this movie was released on 7-13, and of course it's about this blackout. So we've already taken note of how it ends with all this Seattle predictive programming stuff. But again, Donnie Darko, Frank, the time-keeping bunny, and she goes into the rabbit hole like Alice before time ran out. That's how she's able to make it to the end. And here's the deeper connection. If there was some kind of a toxic airborne event, uh, EMPs, nukes, what would happen? How would humanity survive? Well, presumably they'd go into the bunkers. They would have to leave the world behind. And that's where they would survive, by going to the rabbit hole like Alice. Which connects to something here, and this is what I'm connecting it to. The Boring Company, you know, you know, Elon Musk has the Boring Company, the tunnel. This is where I compare him to Willy Wonka. You know how Willy Wonka has the tunnels and it takes you underground to where the Oompa Loompers make the candy at the chocolate factory. They're basically slaves. Well, I think his boring company may be connected to fake space travel in the Hyperloops, sending people to fake Mars bases underground. That's why I compare him to Willy Wonka. And you know, he actually bought Gene Wilder's house when he was trying to create this Willy Wonka persona for himself. But it's interesting because, of course, his boring company digs the tunnels, they have these underground bases, and it all connects, again, to this theme. And I want to point out one more thing. The tunnel boring machine is actually called Alice. The TMB is called Alice. The Alice Tunnel Boring Machine at work. You can look this up. But it's not from Alice in Wonderland, they say. One more point. Lewis Carroll's the one who first conceptualized space travel, another Elon Musk connection, and he suggested that if you were to dig a tunnel through the Earth all the way through, and take all the, you know, it'd be a, a, a sealed chamber, hermetically sealed, take all the air out, of a pure vacuum. Falling through a vacuum, it'd be 42 minutes through the Earth. And again, this ties to Alice falling in zero G into the tunnel. But what I'm saying here is this. If we look at the movie Leave the World Behind as an example of what's to come, then the only people that survive are going to be the ones who obey NASA, who obey the authorities, who go into the tunnels, and or into the bunkers. So what I'm suggesting here is, it would be interesting anyway if this were the future, but they could probably get a sizable chunk of the population to self-quarantine like that, where they could be groomed as Martians for future space travel, Perhaps maybe that's the next thing. Hey, we can't go back to the surface of Earth. It's too contaminated. But hey, since we're here, we'll just shoot you on over to our, our Mars bases. And your Mars base is just a deep underground military base dressed up like a Truman Show, everything painted red. What I'm suggesting here is that this could be a very dark future, a form of neo-feudalism, a mind-controlled population going underground into a literal Plato's cave, 
This could be the space communism and neo-feudalism that Pope Musk is bringing. Alright, let's catch up on comments here. Alright, I'm going to be opening phones here in just a few minutes. Lieutenant Weinberg says, hey, I'm 30 minutes behind. Is the back of the 100 maybe also the fountain that was created showing the view of the Twin Towers collapsing, representing the fake blood sacrifice? Interesting. I'll have to look. I'll have to look. Um, the 100, I found a number of associations with Seattle in movies and connected to the reset theme, not to mention the Century Project, which is where they put, and it was, it was like $100 million into the Space Needle. And it got me thinking, why would you be putting all this money into it unless you're going to blow it up in some spectacular way? Like they're going to do something spectacular. I, look, there's so much build up for the Space Needle. It, it's, more, it's more voluminous than, than the build up for 9-11 and the Twin Towers. Looking forward to it. Uh, Kevin Mooring posted this, thousands without power in San Francisco. Lights off. Again, uh, life imitates psyops, and psyops imitate art. Uh, someone sent this to me. This is interesting. The U.S. Army's HEDI, this is a type of strategic defense initiative program for lower-tier ballistic missiles, and they have a missile called the KITE, the Kinetic Kill Vehicle Integrated Technology Experiment. So the KITE missile someone had connected to possibly 9-11, where George Bush and the children are chanting, uh, kite hit steel plane, and they're chanting as 9-11 happens. Well, the kite is a missile, and some have suggested that maybe there's a double meaning there. Uh, Trump's message, rotten hell, I don't know if anybody read this, but he was ranting about Biden and Jack Smith coming after him in all caps and all this stuff. But uh, look at this. And Linda Curtis noted this. Trump's latest missive, a 113-word post on Truth Social. Again, 113, that number is consistently showing up with the 11-3, the Kraken date. Again, 3-11 reversed. Very interesting number whenever it shows up. And again, we're watching New Year's, 123-123, date of a Roman emperor dying. Cheesy Cool says, what if that already happened and we're already literally in the cave, maybe a couple caves deep, like Caveception or something? Okay, what was that series? There was a series, I think it was called, I'm going to have to go look. Let's look this up now. I think maybe it was... It was definitely Netflix. Um, because there was this series I was watching that had this theme of this more advanced civilization being to the far north. That if you go north, there's not a north pole, but it actually opens up to this other realm where people are psychic, where they have magic. And weirdly, they're trafficking children from our realm over to theirs. And over here, we're considered to be dumbed down because we've been psychically neutered and we don't have any psychic powers. So it's kind of like we're muggles and all the witches and warlocks that actually run the place are over that way. If I can find this series. But anyway, uh, 
on the intro, you know, the for each episode, they have this animated sequence that shows planes, like an earth plane, layered upon earth plane, upon earth plane, just like all the way down. And I thought that's kind of fascinating, like turtles all the way down. But yeah, that's that's an interesting concept. We could already be in it. And then there was that other series called 1899. And look, if you don't like spoilers, we are doing reality spoilers here. The only reason why we're analyzing movies like this isn't because we're movie buffs. It's because we're doing propaganda analysis. And 1899 has a very similar theme. A lot of references to Hades and the underworld. Cerebrus, three-headed dog. And it was pretty much at the end, the whole premise of the movie is that they're living through this hellish existence only to find that they're living there remotely. And that they're actually somewhere else, mentally um, like the Matrix, in a sense. But yes, as far as are we literally in a cave, um, I would say no. Not necessarily, but look, I don't know what's beyond a certain... But I think you could say, in a way, yes, uh, figuratively speaking. I mean, we're living through a mud flood, a mental mud flood at the moment. Reverse History says, I live downtown SF, no blackouts here. Yeah, I think it's just hype, and a few thousand people is hardly worth mentioning. Alright, moving on here. Going through my notes, this is from Fallout Las Vegas edition, and it has a space needle-like thing on it. Vand pointed this out, and Elon Musk had drawn attention to it a few weeks ago. Fallout Las Vegas. And again, Fallout is a reference to what happens after the nuclear detonation. The background says, The most prominent element of the new Vegas skyline existing as early as 2024, the Lucky 38 is a pre-war relic and an enduring monument to Mr. House's vision of Las Vegas. Okay, so it's a... Interesting, it's a Lucky 38. It's a space needle thing that they're pointing out, but it's from Fallout. The Space Needle and the Nuke thing have been almost synonymous as far as symbols. And it's worth pointing out the Space Needle was consciously designed to look like a UFO in a tractor beam. But it also represents a new iteration of the obelisk. So the obelisk is a symbol of the Earth God and his resurrection. The rocket, which is why they're all named after the Earth God, you know, the Saturn, Apollo, etc. The rocket is a modern obelisk. It's not really to take you to space. It's all just a, it's religious pageantry and it's ancient but people think it's some sort of a craft to take you to heaven. No, it's all symbolic. But the Space Needle is a modern version of the same thing. The UFO is just a modern take on the rapture, what would take you to heaven. You know, the craft, the tractor beam, the beam of light. But it's a religious icon. It really is. The space religion. Alright, continuing. Uh, here's couple of things. Kanye West has been in trouble lately for saying things about Jews and he's taking it back and all this stuff. And here's a comment from Cameron who thinks that Ye is faking crazy. Because his persona is that he's kind of crazy. And he says crazy things. You saw him on Alex Jones. He seemed a little manic. And this person, Cameron, 
thinks that yay is acting. Uh, Cameron says, his craziness is calculated. Every time I see him, he's fine. Let me play a clip. See you, what's, what's your first thoughts? Kanye, he play crazy with who he want to play crazy with. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, that nigga crazy when it's convenient. Yeah. Facts, facts. By the way, that's Steven Jackson, the twin of George Floyd over there on the left. Very interesting character. Um, actually, he was the last one to interview Kobe Bryant before Kobe Bryant uh, fake died. Yeah, so yeah I agree. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on yeah, that, bro. That's what I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're all laughing like they know something. Exactly. Uh, it's beneficial. Shit. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> now, let me connect it to this. Before his 2022 fallout with the mass media, I was already talking about Yay and his name West, and the significance of the West family as it related to the burning of the West, the falling of the West, and his fall from grace. And as I was looking into it, I noted his association with Marilyn Manson, how he did a song where he sampled a Marilyn Manson song. He sampled from Beautiful People, and he created a song called Black Skinhead. So I'm thinking, wait, Black Skinhead, interesting, because, of course, uh, Manson, Charles Manson, Helter Skelter, race war psyop, killing Hollywood celebrities, blaming it on the Black Panthers, Kanye West, son of a Black Panther, comes out with Nick Fuentes, head of white nationalists, as a black skinhead after pushing the White Lives Matter meme with Candace Owen, who was 33 at the time. So I'm looking at this bigger picture, and I was already taking all this stuff into account, and I'm thinking, okay, this black skinhead song came out in 2013. So this is like a, a story that goes back. And here, I'm looking into the meaning of it, and it says, the lyrics from Black Skinhead center on racial tensions and the crumbling state of the character West portrays on the album. It premiered on SNL May 2013. Key point here. The crumbling mental state of the character he portrays. So what I'm suggesting is that maybe he's being he's acting, that he's been portraying this black skinhead since 2013. Anyone else agree? Project Honda Rod says, the last episode of Alice in Borderlands is pretty awesome. Same premise as the 1899 thing. Oh yeah, great film. In fact, at the end, it shows the mushroom cloud stuff. I think it's more from Space Rocks. And I think they hinted at a new season because they showed the Joker card at the end. Pretty gruesome. You know, the, the violence is, is really realistic and, and shocking throughout that film, but or that series, Alice in Borderlands. But a lot of fascinating symbolism, especially if you look at the, into the esoteric meaning behind the playing cards. All right, let's see here. Cheesy Cool says, Marilyn Manson also contributed to the song Jail off of Donda. Oh yes, oh yes. And that's the song they performed on 2-2-2-2022 two, 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 when they released that track at that listening party. And they're wearing rain boots and black um, like trench coats, and there's like water on the floor. But at the time I was pointing this out, there's a few things about it. Because that was the date that 
Pluto was back in the position, 27 degrees Cap Capricorn, the same position it was at when America was founded, July 4th, 1776. So in other words, we experienced America's Pluto return, which is very significant because most empires don't last that long. There's a story about it, but the idea, of course, is that 1776's um, astrological alignment with Pluto returned. Well, again, Pluto is Hades, and what we were discussing was this Kraken symbolism, and it is Hades slash Pluto, you know, Hades that releases the Kraken. So we're watching this event with great interest, and I would say that Marilyn Manson represented Hades in that context for a few reasons, uh, all having to do with his relationship with the main character Dolores from Westworld. And this is where it got interesting because uh, Dolores in Westworld and the man in black who kills her father, her relationship with the man in black overcoming the man in black to escape the simulation is the story of the kidnapping of Persephone and Hades and the story of the same actress, Rachel Wood, breaking away from Marilyn Manson. And there was this connection made between her real life and relationship with this character, uh, Marilyn Manson, and then, of course, in the movie, in the series, it was a mirror, the man in black and Marilyn Manson. And the man in black in this relationship to Hades was something that we were um, focusing on towards the end, especially when he showed up on the Hoover Dam. But it, it, it's pretty interesting when you go into it, because you find that Rachel Wood performed in a video called um, Heart-Shaped Glasses, based on Stanley Kubrick's Lolita. Well, if she's portraying the character from Lolita, that character's name is Dolores, Dolores Hayes. So there's another connection, Dolores Hayes and Dolores from Westworld. And it was specifically as Dolores Hayes in that Heart-Shaped Glasses video that she alleged that Marilyn Manson abused her which gets even more interesting because there's another song where he specifically says the rape of Persephone was a marketing scheme. So there's a fascinating bit of um, overlapping here. And what's more, when they met, they started working on a project called Alice in Wonderland, which they never really released, but then another connection, the Mad Hatter and Alice is another one of these pairings. Of course, the person who controls the underworld and the person that wanders in. Uh, same thing with the Wizard of Oz and Dorothy. So there's a lot of mind control scenarios that involve the exiting of the real world into this world controlled by this underworld character. And it's a recurring theme, but just to wrap that up, that ceremony on 222 involved these two characters, and we were discussing at length the symbolism of the return of Pluto. Alright, moving on. Cheesy Cool says, Yay, losing his family and kids could definitely contribute to his erratic behavior and spiraling down. Well, what I think here, my, my take on it was that the fall of Yay and the West World... See, West World was burning. West Eros was burning. The dragons are burning, burning it. Uh, Yay's life his whole life was burning as he showed his house burning. If you remember on the first Donde event, he's burning a house, and they said, what does that mean? It's your childhood house. Why are you burning it? And he said something enigmatic about how we're not going to be ready for the smoke. But it's also a reference, I believe, to MLK, 
describing the West as a burning house, afraid that they had integrated into a burning house. So America or the West and the burning house, uh, Kanye West and the Kardashians, and this what they represent, uh, the epitome of what Western decadence, celebrity worship, idol worship, and then the fall from grace. It just seemed too coordinated and timed to be anything other than drama. And there's another, a few layers of connections when you get into the Donde event. The first one, where Ye comes out on fire as a burning man. And it was on, like, labor, it was on a August weekend, but it would have been Burning Man's actual date, but they had canceled it because of, of course, COVID. All right, moving on. Is Ye faking his craziness? Cameron says he is faking it, and I think so too. Uh, this is kind of interesting. I have some audio from Michael Aquino from the Temple of Set, where he says something about the, I guess, the passenger logs. Something about how there weren't any Arabs on any of the planes. Now, of course, he probably thinks the event was real. In fact, he, he believes that the planes were real, and the people who were on the planes were all, you know, sacrificed or killed somewhere. But anyway, this character is important, or interesting anyway, because we're talking about Michael Aquino, who wrote Mind Wars, and he was the high-level Satanist before he split off and founded a, a, the Temple of Set. And it is this organization where, if you reach the fifth level, you become a fifth-level Satanist in his cult, you become a MAGA. But let me play this clip, it's kind of interesting. This, this is from 2019. I could tell you all kinds of things about 9-11. The notion that it was an Arab uh, attack is completely ludicrous. It was a CIA and Mossad uh, operation with uh, some participation in it also by MI6. It had one purpose and one purpose only, which was to make American um, citizenry angry enough so that the United Okay, he's just given the basic rundown of the false flag theory. I mean, obviously he's not revealing any truth here, and he's probably not even apprised of it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how in the know he is, but he did write the book on Mind War where he suggested that there would be a transition from the more brutal, physical, oppressive measures to Mind War as a general rule. But, again, we're talking, um, we're listening to Michael Aquino, and he's talking about the airline passengers, but specifically casting doubt on the official story, at least the idea of the hijackers. Yeah, but what it also does is permit an airplane to be taken over from the ground and flown, just like a drone. So this isn't, this isn't crazy science. It's just uh, you know, perfectly normal. Don't have a lot of patience for stale old 9-11 false flag-ism. If they're not calling it out as a movie, it's not the truth. Um, but... I just thought it was an interesting tidbit here. And he made some other points also about how the calls on the plane wouldn't have been... So many things, but again, this is like... Well, I guess it just it's just expired. Like, it's irrelevant. A lot of the false flag theories about 9-11 were obvious controlled narratives that never went far enough, and it's hardly worth giving it any time or attention. But it is notable that you can be a high-level satanic warlock connected to the government, and you still might not be in the know about how fake everything is. Which is what's nice about Infinite Plane Radio. 
you don't have to you don't have to swear any blood oaths or sign your name in blood or eat any babies or climb any pyramids to get this information. Uh, yesterday we talked about applied skepticism and autohoxology and we discussed the digital hoodwink, the implied authority of the screen, and the new age of endarkenment as we move back into Plato's cave. I'm putting the archives now on Twitter, by the way. But that's really where I think we're going, and Leave the World Behind alluded to this, that Leave the World Behind is about going underground to survive the nuke apocalypse, to survive Godzilla. Infinite Plane Radio. Hey, what's up, caller? Hey, what's up, Tim? This is the uh, the dude who was talking to you about the movie Coraline yesterday. My name's Anthony. Mr. Tommy Oz in your comments. Oh, yeah, yeah, got you. Um, you called in last night. That was great. We covered a lot of interesting uh, subject matter. Yeah, it was. I, I hope you don't mind, man. I actually clipped it out and put it on my YouTube channel that I've been building because, like I said, I'm a hip-hop artist, but I'll be rapping about all the shit that we'd be talking about, you know. But I actually wanted to uh, get at you about... Because this one, I'm not even... This, this, this one's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around as far as you... Uh, your views on 9-11. So, so you think that that was just a straight-up movie? Is that what you're, like, uh Yeah, here, here's how I'll describe it. Because uh, it is a... It, it, this is a Wikipedia-reported fact. There were dozens of drills. There were a thousand uh, police officers doing mass casualty operations in all these locations. But there were drills planned that day, some of them specific as the predictive programming. You know, hijackers hitting buildings. And what I'm suggesting right. is that they did a demolition with a lot of military fog generators in order to create a perception that this was a big fire that was going to bring it down. But that, um, what I'm suggesting is that, yeah. So you do believe that the buildings are not that. Okay. Yes, okay, oh, 100%. Like, right. 100%, however, okay. the jumpers, we didn't see live. Those you, don't, were, you, don't, you don't think anybody was in it, like, at the time? Like, what about all the people who were, like, working there who would have went up? That's a good question. I don't know, but, like, like how do you, how do you, how do you make like a whole uh, fucking all the people who were working there all them years, right? And then they're just gone. They're not showing up no more. That would have to be a whole bunch of crisis yes, workers. There, there, there's two parts to it. One, I think the perception of how many people worked in the building was largely inflated by the movies. That it was mostly it wasn't as as busy like a beehive. As yeah, you think. that goes along the lines of people saying how all these skyscrapers are empty. And like these big ass high rises, like they're empty. So anyway, go ahead. Well, there's that, and then there's this other aspect of it, which is if they already had hundreds of people involved in dozens of drills that day, then it would be a no brainer right. that that early in the morning they could have already have cleared everything out in advance to do what is basically a psychological operation, augmenting whatever they did with the demolition with pre-recorded footage, like the video layer with the plane, for example. So I think it's a combination event of a demolition combined with the TV PSYOP. And then people think it all happened at once. Like on 9-11, we were on TV watching uh, people jump. That, yeah, that yeah, see, that's the one that, uh, where, where, I'm at, where I'm at on my path, I'll call it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I wouldn't doubt that like i mean let's just let's just say i want to like say that that is 
completely impossible because there's like an old like stoic or whatever. Somebody uh, once said something about like when you die, like 90% of the shit you were worried about, you never lived. You know what I'm saying? It was like projected into you, whether it was through however their means was back then or you know what I mean? Like, we don't experience the majority of the shit that we have uh, conformed to in our lives, you know? And yes. I, I, we definitely learned that with Corona, you know what I'm saying? Like, 2020 for me was the when I realized there was, like, woke, and then there was, like, awake, and then there was, like, really, really just common sense aware people who were... Because I saw a lot of people in this so-called, uh, you know, um, culture or whatever, like, spirituality put on a mask and shit like that. You know what I mean? Which blew my mind. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, 2020 was... I'm willing to be open to think they could definitely do that. I, I don't... I'm not going to say I subscribe to that because I just remember being 18 years old, my mom calling me, like, we're being attacked. And so that's so drilled into my subconscious of just thinking I was seeing people jump off. You know, so that, that, one's, that was kind of a fucking mind blower, bro. It, it is. So is there is. anything... You that 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 you think has happened has happened. Well, I'm gonna this. tell you one okay. thing. I, okay, I go ahead, go ahead, and I'll answer your question. No, no, no. Go ahead. I've been going. I've been going. Go ahead. I'll okay. Well, one thing is this: it wasn't until like the last ten years or so that the idea that something could be faked on that scale became even something we could discuss rationally. Like it wasn't even well understood that crisis actors were a thing. But then the thing about yeah. um, this one in particular that really got me thinking about it in new ways was I started realizing how much of what we remembered is like a collection of jumbled memories and secondhand reports. But when you really get down to it, uh, very few eyewitnesses, you can actually say credibly that they were there. A lot of people used to claim. It's always a celebrity and people will be like, Oh, that's, you know, like, like when, uh, um, 2020 was popping off. And I remember talking to my mom, and she was like, the jazz player caught it. And I was like, fuck, that's how they're going to get to people. That's how the moment a celebrity catches something, people are going to be like, yo, what's really happening and shit. And, yeah, wasn't uh, that interesting? It was like, yeah, everybody knows know. a celebrity that caught it, but nobody knew anybody in their own life. Yeah, 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 homie. I'm, I'm, I'm about to release an album that I recorded during the time of the quarantine and that year. And it ended up becoming like this almost like three hour project that I've chopped into two projects and I probably wasn't going to do anything with it. But anyway, I decided to put it out and that's about to come out. And honestly, man, it was so, um, it was so like mind blowing how quick people were just to believe something that they were just like, Hey, it's, it's in the air and how just like, nonsensical it became just like over fucking night it was i i still think about it and like one thing that really blows my mind right now my brother is people act like they survived something and that trips me out so bad i'm like and they don't even see it even with like you know the government backtracking and mainstream media pretty much saying that they were wrong for everything and like you know they kind of trickle that in there here and there they, they're so in their mind as if they actually survived something. And there was no actual proof, visual proof of that ever. It was just what was on a screen. Yeah, exactly. And that, 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 that blows my mind. That shows that okay, you know fake dominated real. The metaverse dominated the meatverse, where the internal experience that we were downloading through movies 
and downloading through the news took precedent over our lived experiences and we saw people it's that's that's literally the definition of schizophrenia where their internal world no longer comports with the external world and we witnessed society's schizophrenia just unleashed yes overnight too and it's something that like it's 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 a reason why i actually want to go back to the project and be like i actually put it out and i hope you don't mind man i hope you know i'm, I I'm interested have your, because I, I have your media topped up into this project bro i have you breaking down the whole virus turning into everybody focus on george floyd like i captured all this shit bro all these old strings from media of all sorts and i was just like making music about it while we were locked down and uh well i mean i i would i never obeyed that shit i was out on day one of the lockdown being like y'all know they're trying to fuck with us right but anyway yeah man i just will never forget how hard of times those were and and i feel like so many people have already like the way they act even people who forcibly lined up and they took the jab and all that shit you know what i'm saying like it blows my mind that i'm like damn you guys are like this is something that y'all laugh about oh you have the whole mask no nah, fool that was goofy that you guys fucking did that, you know, and that everybody was down for that without question and that science went out the window and it was only science that they can tell us about. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's something that I'm so passionate about even now thinking about because I'm like, fuck, it really was like the greatest psychological operation done on humanity. And people act like they survived something or I still hear motherfuckers be like, yeah, he tested positive for COVID. I'm like, Y'all are still doing that, you know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. still even a fucking thing that somebody would bring up, you know? It's just you bring up some great and they points. They did it with the screen. Look, so, in, one point that I bring up is it was like fashion. They spread it with fashion, like a fashion trend using the PPE. Yeah. They made it a visual phenomenon yeah. where if you were really about the science, you wouldn't go into any building with people masked or not. Yeah, and I so, got you up on this album, bro, breaking down the dancing nurses and shit. So I, I hope I can send it to you. Uh, when I when I when I drop this here, so oh yes, yeah, so many there, man. Uh, Infinite Plane Radio affiliated musicians who've put music on this show uh, were really motivated by 2020. A lot of great content came out of it as a result, and and so yeah, definitely we have um here in the chat probably Portal Complex, uh, JT33, uh, Chief Crow, uh, Symbia, and so many others I should name here. Uh, oh. Dia, but anyway, you know, but. Definitely. Um, and if you want to share clips from your YouTube channel, or at least post a link, I'll put it in the show notes so everyone can subscribe to your channel. Hell yeah, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. I've been grinding at this, and they've already taken, like, I have less than 100 subscribers, and they've already taken, like, a video off. They've already, I don't know if it was a straight-up strike or, or what, but they've already fucked with me, bro. And I, I've seen you go through, I don't know how many goddamn channels or different variations or how many I'm actually subscribed to and shit, but... Uh, I've, 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 like I said, I've been locked in for years, man, and I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm still grasping the whole 9-11, but the more I sit with this, with this just man-made version of what reality is and shit, and it's just so deceptive, I wouldn't put it past them, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that that's impossible, you know, I'm, I'm actually looking at it like, damn it, and, and, and just, you know, pondering in my own contemplation and meditation and stuff like that, I'll just have these, like, these, these insights of like, yo, everything is either told to you or now shown to you. And that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? And that's why 
for me, it's like gnosis or nothing. It's like the, it's either a deep insight. It's either like through experience or I don't fucking know shit. That's why I can see why eventually, like, you know, the wise players will be like uh, a wise man knows he knows nothing because I don't really know nothing. I just know we're being lied to. I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's the 13 families or whatever. I don't know if it's a certain denomination. I don't know who it is. I just know that we're being fucking lied to. And I've had an extremely like Gnostic experience in my awakening. And when I awoke to so many deep insights where there was actual people writing about it thousands of years ago, before I ever even heard of Gnostics or anything like that, I knew like, yo, this, this thing is wild. So when I hear you talk about it in such a like, uh, I've never heard anybody take this approach, bro. You know what I'm saying? I've heard about like the energy weapons and this and that and the drones and all this. And you're just like, nah, player, I don't even think that shit happened. And that, that's not anything I'm going to rule out anymore, bro. Yeah. You know and I'm, saying? I'm it, like, it let's take this, let's take this, uh, approach of perceiving for yourself, having that direct knowledge and make that like be your own blue check. Stop, stop outsourcing perception. And what will happen is all of us who do this, who step away from the screen, uh, we will be a separate body of media analysts, but essentially, I think what we'll be doing is is um, forming the, I think, kind of the nucleus of a of a philosophical, uh, I yeah. guess, movement. Yeah, in exactly. A sense. That, that's really what's going to be needed in the end is somebody who can honor somebody else's experience and still get together on ideas. That's really all it's about. You know what I mean? But not in this day and age where it's like. You think different than me. You have a different, uh, what you would call it, experience or whatever. And it's like we're at each other's throats. But I really do think, like you said, 2020 did breed some beautiful shit. Because I know I was going through a bit of the dark night of the soul anyway. So it just threw fuel to the fire. And it was just like a rough time to get through. But, you know, we made some art out of it. And I know a lot of people, like, kind of found themselves in deeper ways than we would have ever had a chance to, and I know that's just kind of like giving it a big silver lining, but there ain't really much to give it other than that. No, it's true. Uh, 2020 for many was clear, like, you know, 2020 is clear vision. And for those of us who kept our heads on straight, we we got clear vision. We got to see who can think for themselves and who's going to turn into a sheep going left or going right. And uh, we are the ones who decided to investigate for ourselves, and it was then that I started giving out press passes. So I'm like, look, we're we're media now. We're not going to rely on any third parties. We're going to get our own intel from within. And uh, we're going to continue that in 2024 yeah. and really ramp that up. Yeah. Because it's, it's personal experience can't be taken from you. You know what I'm saying? Firsthand, the moment I walk outside and there's really some shit popping off, then I'm like, okay. You know, that's why I don't even really, like, subscribe to the whole prepping and shit. And then I, I, I also know what thoughts create and what you or your expectations create, as we were talking about yesterday. So... It's a fine balance of being like, you know, um, surrendering, but also being like, I can't, it's shit's out of our control anyway. So if it really goes down, like, like it's like I told my daughter going through the madness of it. And I, I, I really do think people around me and especially that I know really do, do have like this amnesia with how insane of a time that fucking was and what it was what it was for someone to just live a simple life of being like, yo, I just want to go into this store and not be fucked with. And I'm not going to put on that muzzle and just having to like go to war with the herd and just the madness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're confronting so, a fashion I'm movement. Like, it, it, like, and I, I said, look, they used fashion to 
implement a fascist ideology because it wasn't just a piece of cloth it was a flag that signified your allegiance with the state against the individuals so it was a yeah. it was is very it was designed it was definitely to put people against people it was a mental civil war in a sense and it got people to yeah, divide was, uh, on lines they drew a line yeah i like like i actually have a line in this album where i say i think uh the the rona killed my family though it left us all alive it was worse than 9 11 because it left us all the spy because now we were all like oh you're the one who's in danger yeah, you know i can't good. trust you that's to be good. around me my kids, i can't trust you you got you know what i'm saying it like became an individual war to where it was people in the family being like yo i don't believe in that and then people will be like we're lining up for the fucking thing the moment that it comes out so we can leave again you know what i'm saying and that shit is still deeply rooted in people's psychology and i don't even know if that's ever going to be able to be oh yeah I, I remember there were stories like if, if your children go out if your if your high school students go out on spring break don't let them in the house and it reminds me of all these zombie movies yeah. where Why? if you're if you're not in quarantine we can't let you in because you might have it and they were showing families were just locking their kids out i'm like wait and they actually think that their kid might die that's what's so messed up about it they're making these yeah. decisions sacrificial decisions yeah, and so when I think they so so back to what the original question was about, when I look at how they have the power to do that, it doesn't seem that uh, out there. You know what I'm saying about the whole 9/11 theory of yours? I just think they have tremendous fucking power, and if that would be kind of easier than pulling off the real thing, you know what I'm saying? And then I I've always heard some weird weird shit like there was never like a this amount of uh, death certificates that happened on that day or something. I don't know if that was yeah, just like, you one know. One other point to factor in here, because we got the drills, we got predictive programming, we have so many things, but in 2001, uh, there wasn't the ubiquitous coverage. Everyone wasn't instantly connected to live broadcasting, and so they did have tighter control over media then. They could not do a PSYOP on that scale in any city today and get away with it. They don't have the, the control over... Um, whatever is recorded. So I think that was like the... I think I think COVID proved that, right? I mean, they obviously kind of failed on what... I don't. I think something... I don't know if it was divine intervention. I don't know if enough people were like, nah, or if it... It just seems like I don't know where they pulled that back. Like, honestly, I thought that these goofy-ass plexiglass walls and shit were never going down, and all that shit's gone. Like, all, everything's gone around where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no sign that that ever happened. And then that's another thing that fucks with me even more. I'm glad it's gone, but people just, I don't know, man. And I, I don't know. I don't want people to, I just want it to be like, yo, never again, never forget type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like never again, never forget like what that shit actually was. And then even if you truly did believe in all that madness, how goofy you felt complying. And if you're doing the mental gymnastics to sit back and be like, nah, it was for my own good. When you're worse than, we went into it. <laughs> it's kind of that's too crazy for me to argue. So oh yeah, look, while I, I'm over here, yeah, here, I don't let people forget talking about the crazy. You, you can't like let any of these people okay. on Twitter who were like totally falling for the programming. Oh, you can't let them forget. You have to like, like, hey, you lost your head in in 2020, and I'm happy to say that the auto hoaxers did not lose their heads. That we were we were we were blown away by how everyone got fooled by it. Like, I was wrong about how significant it was because I thought there's no way this is going to get a pass. People falling on their faces in Wuhan, 
And then over here, Tom Hanks gets the sniffles. Oh, I know. You know what? And like I said, bro, I, I remember listening to you breaking shit down in like October or something like that of 2019. And you were like, yeah, some they're probably going to throw this on us. And there was a few other channels that I can't even remember at the time that I'd stay tapped into. And I just remember like telling my daughter by the time it was even like December, I was like, have a feeling next year is going to get a little crazy. But I didn't expect that they were going to be like, boom, this is here and boom, boom overnight. And the, you know what I'm saying? And then I, I remember the whole, uh, I guess they would call it a phenomenon or a conspiracy, but this is why I, I say gnosis or nothing, you know, gnosis is just that divine wisdom. That it's that higher power, that intuition you spoke of, that synchronicity, you know what I'm saying? Where you just know something's for you and your individual path and you run with that. And nobody can tell you shit about anything. And I just remember just, it was like day three, day four of the lockdown when they were day into the 15 days, you know how it was supposed to just be 15 days to flatten the curve before we went on for damn near two years. I just had this insight, bro. I was like, if I was in Seattle, I want to go to a hospital and I want to fucking see the war zone because I'm look, I'm living in this big ass. Uh, I'm in the state of Washington. You know what I'm saying? And I'm living in a big ass apartment complex. There's no ambulances. There's no fucking dead people being pulled out of anywhere. Nobody's all fucking sick around us. There's not, we're not hearing like, hey, somebody just died. And then a, a, another friend being like, hey, we just know somebody that did. none of that's going on. It was just over fucking night. They're like, hey, this thing is here. And it supposedly cracked off of my state with one case. And I just remember telling my daughter, I said, if I could go into, if, if, if I could just get around to some hospitals right now, this is before I knew about the record your amp or, or the empty hospitals hashtag that was starting to take over where players like us have that intuition i guess and people just started which i captured on this project too and i'm not trying to do no promo it's just synchronistic that this is what we're talking about um well it's worth promoting by like, the way it's worth I, promoting because uh we're the ones who have a memory like this is history that they've erased and so your music think, is part yeah. of this parallel history that we need to maintain yeah, I, I, I fuck it. You might as well make some art about it and something jamming to listen to. So I'll let it speak for itself. But yeah, I just remember just having that feeling, right? And then I believe it was by the next day that I just don't even remember how, uh, where I started seeing it at, but there was all these videos of people being like, yo, these hospitals are empty. And it's like the same exact shit that they were showing on the news of this one hospital in, in New York, and they're just showing it jam-packed and they're like oh there's people with oxygen masks on their face and they're giving the rona to each other and they're dying and it's a war zone as you captured on your streams and shit and then empty and people won't even have that conversation right now they're gonna be like no dude it was probably good to nah bro like that shit's what really gets to me is how fucking deep oh, and yeah. how i i think yes yes and I, they might be able to do it again and they might try it again what do you think well in, okay in 2020 uh early 2022, I started working for the county morgue again as a transporter. And I was sent to one of the hospitals and they said, oh, you can go inside the morgue now. We're not using the trailers outside. So for, in other words, from 2020 for about um, almost two years, so almost 2022, they had these reefer trucks where they were actually putting the bodies of people who died in the hospital outside. And they weren't using the interior morgues. And I learned about this because I was working there and I realized, wait a minute, the normal regular deaths were being put outside instead of inside for these two years. And they said it was because of COVID. And I was thinking, wait, this gives the impression that the hospital is full. 
it gives the impression that they don't have enough room inside, yeah. that they have to use these auxiliary things. And yeah. now you're driving by, and everybody's constantly seeing these external morgues, and you can hear it if you're in the neighborhoods. So I thought that's just Psywar, where they can they can give this impression, they can create illusions very easily. Decoys, inflatable tanks, uh, empty tents, it's all a decoy operation. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. There was a... Oh, man, there was so much being thrown at us at one time during that lockdown. And there was so much content that I was just trying to capture and then just like express something about it and stuff. But when I listen to this and I and I'm like, damn, I can't believe the amount of like like lunacy, the ridiculousness that I uh, captured that I, I, I won't be able to really find a lot of it on the Internet because so much shit was scrubbed. You know what I'm saying? And I think back to. Like I said, man, just how easy it is. And that's the only thing that scares me is just other people's reaction, fucking it up for people who know what's up. You know what I'm saying? And well, like what happened. else happened. In 2020, what we realized was that the power of the consensus will take away our rights, that the scared sheep will yeah, run yeah, us over. Exactly. And so this is why I'm building the raft. I don't want that to restrict the network. Yeah. Well, look, we build a network, people who know your music, they know your content we all kind of like build this big enough network where it's like a web. And if something happens, at least we are able to have a large sizable group that can watch and throw popcorn at the screen together. We don't have to get caught up with the herd. That's real talk. And that's real talk, man. And I think that's what's needed most because like, I think most of us, even though uh, we're talking about like, you know, being a pack or whatever are, are on some lone wolf shit. Cause it's like, the truth gets lonely, you know what I'm saying? And then the super truth gets lonely. And I I have like a, I'm kind of like philosophically opposed to having any absolute truth other than we are being lied to or any absolute truth other than we are, we are the creator having this experience. So you should do something with that information rather than it scare you. And once people can just like level up and be like, oh, fuck, I can be in this shit, not of this shit, then you can kind of carve out a little piece of heaven at times on this bitch. But to have co communion or to have, like, counsel or just somebody to chop it up with who doesn't think you're a fucking lunatic, that's priceless, man. So I do appreciate the conversation. Yeah, likewise, and it really is, you know, because I – even with things like synchronicity or any of this stuff, if you're not born – geographically near somebody else who's had similar experiences you're just not going to have these conversations and you're going to be gaslit by people who conform to the reality as described you know by the book and the internet has opened up and without question yep that's that's the thing that gets me too is without a question just like and then the ones who did question were us and you saw how how well you know here we are thank god that we did Man, I, for a while there, I was like, damn, I think this shit's here to stay, man. Just the way shit was ramping up and acting. And so I thank the universe for, you know, whatever the fuck transpired that kind of had us coming out of that. But now that it's already four years damn near, you know, I don't want to sound redundant or sound uh, generic when I say next year is going to be crazy. Dude, fuck if it's not. I mean, I guarantee you it is. You know what I'm saying? I think it is, too, because um, we observed, we got clear vision, but the ones who fell for it didn't learn. They're just going to go through another cycle, and we're going to have to deal with it. But I think we'll be better equipped this time around. And, uh, yeah, please do put a link to your channel below, and I'll, I'll happily put that in the, the show notes. And I need to get a list Thank of all of our musicians that, together, and we'll, we'll put them all in a, a new master list. But, yeah, definitely, um, we'll, we'll 
uh, keep in touch. Yeah, if there's any other musicians. Yeah, if there's any other, like, you know, people who make that type of music on your channel, I can tell that they're coming from a conscious space. Like, I do it all, man. I produce. I have a little studio over here and shit. I'd always be down to collab and spread this word and just put some good vibes out there, man, with some intelligence behind it. So it was a good conversation once again, Tim. I'll be getting at you more often, man. I All appreciate right. it. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Have a great night. All yeah, right. you too, bro. All right, excellent. Another uh, wrapping up tonight here. Um, look, yeah, 2024 is going to be a monster like Trump said. And I think it makes sense that those of us who, have, who maintain our own sense of reality, who perceive for ourselves, who are our own blue checks, who are the arbiters of what we choose to believe, and even what he said um, about not having these solid beliefs. Yeah, I'm not saying believe 9-11 was fake and believe the moon landing was fake. We must believe this. I'm like, I'm not about handing people beliefs. That's why I don't believe in red pills or even white pills. What I think instead is no pills, meaning you don't get bite-sized information handed to you from a third party that you trust, but rather you get the information direct. And what the auto hoaxology book what this concept ultimately represents is a framework for approaching media. It's not a compendium of things that are fake or real, but it's really saying, do you know it's real um, or do you merely believe it? And then how do you know? So it gets, it gets into the essentials of skepticism applied to mass media with full awareness of what mass media is today. That is, a mind control operation that compromises your sense of reality by design. And we've been observing this very closely for years. We've lived through the, uh, really the psyop of the century, this, this 2020 thing. But it may pale compared to what comes next. I mean, they have to hit every generation and they keep hyping the alien invasion. Rafal says, last caller has the same state of mind like me. Yes, yes. And this this type of skepticism that we're talking about uh, it is a philosophical posture but it was promoted by um, Piro and what they said was specifically this the ancient Greek philosophy ataraxia unperturbedness tranquility uh, in other words a state of quiescence but it's achieved by having as it says here a calmness untroubled by mental or emotional disquiet a state of freedom from emotional disturbance and anxiety, an ongoing condition of soul-fulfilling attainment, unconditional tranquility. Now, this state was arrived at through suspension of judgment before believing anything, through skepticism. That if you're completely skeptical and you're not plugged into the 24-7 news cycle and you're not believing a lot of things that aren't true, a lot of these things are terrifying, then you might actually have some sort of inner peace. And there are many studies about the deleterious effects of mass media on the mind, the stress, the chronic stress, the anxiety, and who knows what else. The fears, the phobias, the bigotries, all that it puts out there is unnecessary. Unnecessarily disquieting, not conducive to peace of mind. And if you think about it, it's mind war. It's not mind peace. They are they're waging mind war, psychological warfare, and people are in a state of inner warfare or inner war and conflict. Like I have this meme I created today. Aliens coming down, you have liberals with signs, I believe, but then the red hats are mad with their crosses. Because even the alien saviors coming down are going to be incredibly uh, divisive. 
All right, well, we're going to be back uh, likely earlier tomorrow morning. Archives will go out as usual. I have to go run some regular routine stuff here, going to the post office again. Uh, books sold out, Autohooksology 101. More copies are coming in, and I do have a plan for the first Cyber Symposium, which will be the first leg of this uh, book tour to promote this book and really the concepts that it contains. And everything we do with these live stream cyber symposiums will be to debate topics using the framework of that book. You know, the, the fakeability test, for example. Uh, but the first one's going to be scheduled for January the 19th. I'll give you more details, but it's going to be the one that focuses on the ISS. And that's the date that the movie comes out about the ISS and the war up above, the space war. All right, this is Auto Hoax or GTFO. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get together soon in the chats again. We're trying to get back into the Discord servers. And we're trying to get back into uh, a few things. And I need to get a listing together of all the musicians who put music into the IPS. And we need to come up with a few other things um, as far as making it easy for people to find the music and promote those artists as well. We all need to be on the same sheet. In fact, one of the things I'm going to do with the IPS Insider tabloid is create listings of recommended channels. And not only will these be listings and blurbs or reviews, but we will have QR code downloadable tracks. So we'll be able to use the print analog publication to directly in interact with the internet and the content itself. So in that sense, it's kind of a cutting edge concept as far as tabloids go, because it's a reciprocal publication existing in the meatverse and the metaverse concurrently. All right, thanks again. This is Auto Hoax or GTFO. Link below.